As things change, other things stay the same. Like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs. From small tickets to big tickets. From bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories. But it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. I was in meditation the other day, and they asked me, like, you know, um, I want you to center yourself and focus on who you ultimately want to be, and and I'm like, you know, omen, and really just, like, in it and all this shit, and for whatever reason, CD Girl started playing, it was like, they was like, well, who do you want to be? And I was like, real ass bitch, give a fuck about these niggas. And the whole song just started playing during meditation in my head. I was like, you goddamn city girls fucking ruin everything. They're amazing. I appreciate them. Did you see where they coming out with more music and stuff? Yes, I did see the photos with them in the booth. I'm ready. I'm hella ready. I think I'm over it. I think for me, because there was like this little, it was too long of a gap where I was able to really enjoy other people more. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I'm all for scamming. Don't get me wrong. I said this time and time again, I'm a scamming ass bitch to the the death of me. However, is other people scamming a lot better than they are? One scam themselves in a jail. And yet, in Miami's case, she's scamming niggas out of at least 18 years worth of financial support. So I get it. But it's just like, y'all take scamming too. I'm more of a Joanna scammer level. Like, I'm going to scam you into thinking I'm an aristocrat. I'm not going to scam myself into being a baby mama. True. That doesn't sound like fun. I don't see Miami wearing any any fur coats. I see Joanne wearing fur coats nonstop. It's hot in Miami. But I get what you're saying. It's hot, Miami. Bitch, let me be frank with you. I, When you really want to wear a floor-length fur, it does not fucking matter what the weather is. I have walked through motherfucking airports with a full-blown fur coat from St. Louis to come to Atlanta, where it was much warmer than St. Louis. When you want to wear a fur coat, it ain't no, it's nothing stopping you. Not a not a overheat, not an exhaustion, not a blackout, not a nothing, bitch. The fur coat overrides any climate. I have a fox fur coat, and I do wear it when it's a little nippy out, or mostly where it's nippy out. But I do wear that, bitch. I need another one. But as my fur coat wearing grandfather would say, you could fill a shot glass with what you see and still have room for the drink. So do you, bitch? Welcome, welcome back to the Catnip Podcast. 
It's size, the rain, your kitty that's just doing every fucking thing this week. But we making it through. Listen, I regret. I am Lexi, your favorite cat lady. And I regret growing up. I am in full regret of being an adult. I would like to go back to my room. I want to turn in my homework to my math class. I want to worry about Nelly's latest release. I want to... I want to undo all of this shit. Bitches tired. (laughs) Bitches are tired. And if you're listening to us... I'm sure you're tired too because I know ain't nobody doing what I'm doing in 24 hours to be this tired. So whatever you're doing in 24 hours to be this tired, bitch, you deserve a nap too. Just do what you gotta do. And tonight we are bringing you the last, the remnants of our energy from this week, even though it's we're technically recording on Monday, we're already burnt out for the rest of this week. So just bear with a bitch, okay? We tired, tired, but we good though. We here, blessed. It's a new day, all that good shit. It's gorgeous, all that good shit. And I'll tell you this if you're feeling tired, relax in that shit. Take, I will, if you, if you, even if you have to, like, write out a list of the things that you're doing that is making you tired because that shit is gonna impress the fuck out of you. It really is. It's really going to shape and it's going to humble you. Like in our last episode, I had like an epiphany while we were recording. And I was like, bitch, you asked for all of this. (laughs) You not tired because of anything else except for you wanting to be the person that you think you can be. The only thing wearing you out is your ambition. The only thing wearing you out is how much you plan your schedule. The only thing wearing you out essentially is you. So if you looking for the person who's wearing you out and not in a good way, look in the mirror, bitch. It's probably you. Right. It's your ambitions and goals and dreams. And and it's keeping us busy. So we're figuring out how to do it all and keep it balanced and take care of ourselves. Oh, hey, boo. No, Idris. Daddy just walked through the building. Get your big ass down. That cat think he's still like a kitten. Like, my big cat, Idris, is easily like two feet, two and a half feet long. Almost three feet long. He's a big ass dude. But he's so light on his feet and quiet that I don't think he knows how big he is. Maybe he wasn't. You know what I mean? So, <sighs> get the big niggas out the way. Because all they're going to do is steal a body eat. Before I doze off, what's on the menu for tonight? Our V word for the day is vulnerable. It's important to be vulnerable with yourself okay. and with your support system so that they can shed light and provide you with resources. We grow while we're vulnerable. And vulnerable doesn't necessarily mean like you're fragile and like weakened. It's a, more of a space of honesty. And being at a place where you can be honest. And sometimes we're at the lot with just day to day, it can be hard for us to be honest with ourselves. So it's always important to reflect. And again, like you grow in those areas and others, you get others to identify a room for personal growth or shed light on others as well. Yeah. What do you think about that? 
Um, vulnerability is a very strong characteristic because we are all out in society. We can only pretend to be perfect. We can only pretend to be okay. We can only be pretend to be in control only but so long. And a lot of the internal mental fires and mental misery and mental issues that we're having is because we're not having that honest conversation of I need help or I need support or I need somebody to talk to or I need whatever it is that we're missing vulnerability is that space where you can say to yourself and others like yo this is where I'm at like it's realistic it's honest it's raw and if you're vulnerable around the right people it can create new opportunities because like vulnerability having that level of honesty mixed with being assertive, mixed with being proactive, creates leadership and opportunities. It creates the solution to those problems. It's That's where we get these new inventions from. That's where we get these brand new businesses and these brand new opportunities and new legislation and new dialogue and new words and stuff by acknowledging that something isn't there that we need. So it's like, whether it's your professional life, whether it's your career, whether it's your diet, your budget, whatever area you feel like you are not as successful as you want to be, take that real hard, vulnerable time to address where you are so you can really define where you want to be. You know what I'm saying? So vulnerability, it accounts for a lot of shit. Um, And like, okay, especially person to person, Vulnerability is important because you have to be able to communicate what you do and don't like. And in this world of text messaging, emailing, DMing, you know, everything except for face-to-face communication, we're missing a lot of the communication cues and skills that we need to effectively transfer information and to comprehend information but if you won't even open up to yourself and say I don't like this I don't like that how can you successfully get somebody else to understand what you don't like and what you need differently for them to shift their behavior as well and it requires a lot of power inside of you to be able to do that some people feel like if they acknowledge their mistakes that they are like weak or that they're going to be judged and that they're this and they're that. And I'm going to be vulnerable with you. Bitch, we are all weak at some point. Some more, some less, whatever. You figure out where you stand on that. And you're going to need this opportunity in order to survive. Because even on our basic needs, we could be like, bitch, no, you hungry. No, you want some of that food. No, you ain't got no money. But you got too much pride to be like, bitch, let me get a fry. You know what I'm saying? It's like, bitch, you need to be vulnerable. I know you hungry. I can hear your stomach growling. You know what I'm saying? Be honest with yourself. Be honest with me. You look like Michael Jackson in Thriller. What are we going to do here? So have honest conversations. And so tonight we're going to look at lots of different ways we can be vulnerable. And just what we can get out of it. Right. And you're right. Everybody can afford to be vulnerable certain moments um so many moments in time because again that's like where we grow from and just in a lot of areas of our lives so recently take like 
introduce an interesting topic. So is that vulnerable? Let's let's review this. This is right. This is let's let's deep down because so basically what Tank said was if a man tries sucking dick like you know once or twice and decides he doesn't like it, that doesn't make him gay. It basically he's just trying it out. It's like you know what? Let me just sample it. Let me sample it. I'm not gonna buy it. Thank you, Kroger. Thank you, Publix, for that quick sample of wings. Um, but oh, y'all don't go. Y'all don't get samples at try a few samples and then you know oh no things well tank decided like like i like the sam's club (laughs) exactly at the the costco i don't want to go down the rabbit hole but i love samples um but yeah so it was time to dive to see if basically that conversation caused a lot of riff and rough especially within the black community because a lot of men riff and rough girl they was riffing and they was roughing about what Tank said, for real, for real. Like, I'm pretty sure if you haven't, you can go look at the comments, but you know, the shade room loves to post things like this. Um, but yeah, it's for, for real, for real. So what do you think about th- that, Lexi, in terms of like men being more vulnerable? Da- is Tank speaking for everybody? Like, Okay, I'll put it to you like this. This is the one time where patriarchal society played themselves because you really we built this society around men are supposed to do this and men are supposed to be this and men nigga you gay if you do this and nigga you this and you know where it's very structured and constricted on what a man is allowed to do with his person and with his body and with his penis and apparently with his mouth or anus for that matter and it's like realistically these are pleasure zones. Men like getting their dick sucked. The prostate is one of the most sensitive orgasmic areas for a man. Like, so the amount of constriction leaves no room for people, for men, especially black men, to explore how they want to feel or to choose their sexual orientation. It's like it's imposed on a lot of people. It's, and like, for women, especially me as a black um for, especially for me as a black bisexual woman I don't play by a lot of rules because I've decided I don't want to and they don't benefit me but there are a lot of people who don't have the tenacity to be able to play around rules and I feel like Tank is describing poorly describing let me be frank Tank is poorly fucking describing men's need to be able to be vulnerable and curious with their sexual orientation cause let's be real Men out here fucking anything that assists still, okay? Let them, it ain't just women. You know what I'm saying? And if women get the opportunity to just hook up with a couple girls in college or high school or on, you know, the bridal vacation or whatever, then you definitely need to allow men to have that same vulnerability. And I feel like, yes, a man sucking a man's dick, I falls under the category of homosexuality but that doesn't mean that he went and printed the card out you know what i'm saying and that he has he's at the lgbtq rallies although tank does perform at the lgbtq concerts and things like that just throwing it out there but it does not i feel like it shouldn't carry the weight that it does but yet it still does so it's like one day we'll have that space to communicate and be open and allow other people to especially men to choose their own sexuality last thing i'm gonna add 
ladies, some of y'all need to let y'all niggas be gay because they really are. And it's embarrassing you by acting like you are with a heterosexual man knowing that you aren't for the sake of not being single. It's a lot of them. It's a lot of them. A lot of y'all bitches is beards and you don't know it. Or you know it and you're not vulnerable enough with yourself to admit it. So yes, you have to be vulnerable enough with yourself to be able to see a situation objectively. Because a lot of times when we are viewing situations, we're not looking at them objectively. And then when we go talk to somebody, whatever feedback they may give you, if it's something negative or aversive you don't want to hear, you may just, oh, well, so-and-so is acting like whatever and just write it off. So you yourself have to be able to look at shit objectively enough to be like, okay, I played my part in this. I did X, Y, and Z, but right now I can take control by controlling my actions. You got to do something. Yeah. You're going to be held accountable. Yes, and I also feel like, like, okay, and I feel like vulnerability is accepting that this is exactly what this is. You know what I'm saying? Like, like back to the ladies being beards, like, boo, you just gonna have to accept that this is the type of man that you chose. And that's, oh, it doesn't make him a bad person. It don't mean he's not gonna take the trash out. It don't mean he's not gonna take you on vacations and treat you good and do the things that like people are supposed to do in relationships however you guys disperse those roles what it does mean is that you need to be honest with the fact that there are things about him that may not be what you have in mind and you gotta just be okay with that and I think especially in personal relationships love relationships things like that Love is for everything you don't like about another person. And I, because I feel like we lack so much love and like, like we just lack the connection emotionally that I feel like people used to have. We aren't allowing ourselves to be vulnerable because we don't feel like there's any safety net should we not be on that shit all the time. So it's like vulnerability within your community should be based upon love like I know this person ultimately loves me I'm not gonna always say the right thing I'm not gonna always do the right thing but they're gonna still be there for me even when I'm not at my quote-unquote best you know so take it with a grain of salt tank either say you gay or say you not you know because my, I'm not th- I don't feel like you're being vulnerable I feel like you're tiptoeing around some really big shit in your life and it's your personal life and I feel like if you feel like it's so personal that you don't need to communicate about it then you don't need to just be throwing dicks in people's mouths and saying that's cool because it don't mean nothing in the grand scheme if a girl sucks a dude's dick she is especially a black girl if a black girl suck a dude's dick and people find out they're gonna judge the shit out that girl but one, the other whole niggas gonna be lined up trying to get their dick sucked too. Girls gonna be talking shit about them. And then in public, everybody gonna be calling her a hoe this, that, and the third. So it's like, if we, you can't just be throwing dicks in people's mouths all willy nilly like that, Tank. That's all I'm saying. You gotta ask them first. And you know what? Like, yeah, everybody's gonna have to be vulnerable and open with themselves. And I understand, like, a lot of times we don't want to be vulnerable because it's a coping mechanism. We have had instances where we've tried to be vulnerable or we felt like we were being vulnerable and it was not a positive experience. But 
I'm, we are not able to just move forward and keep holding on to these negative thoughts. Like you have to give it another try. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it takes time. It takes time. This is a muscle. Like what we want you guys to start doing is building up your mental muscles. Everything, every experience that you're fearful of or uncomfortable with is an emotional muscle to build. It's a mental muscle. It's a character muscle of things that you got to sharpen and repeatedly do until you're comfortable and successful with it. And vulnerability falls right the fuck in there. How many relationships have you ruined because of pride? How many misunderstandings have blown have been blown out of proportion because nobody ever said, yo, I fucked up. Or yo, I didn't get it the way you got it. Or yo, I don't think we're on the same page. You know what I'm saying? So it's like vulnerability is a necessary tool to have in your life so that you can be successful. Because let's be clear, everything you hold inside of you is going to bottle up, fester, and you the one that's going to be having aneurysms on the bus station to Chicago or whatever the fuck you do with your life. You know what I'm saying? That was specific, I know. But like shit like that happens on a regular basis because we're not managing our emotional lives and our emotional lives have an have an, an incredible impact on everywhere else in our life. When you holding on to shit, like when you know it's a con like for me personally, I know if it's a conversation piece that I don't need that I know I need to say, but I haven't because I'm not ready or I don't feel comfortable or I'm hesitant, my throat locks up. I physically feel pain in my throat and chest when I know there are conversations that need to be had and I'm not doing it. And as soon as I finish the conversation piece, so does the pain in my throat. Mm, right. So build the muscles that you need to go to the gym, do your mental exercises, do all of that shit. And you know what? I feel like once you really practice that or once you feel like you're able to be vulnerable in spaces, it's kind of a turnoff to be like if you're dating, you're talking to somebody, if you see that they are not vulnerable. Like, to me, it just shows, like, the lack of growth. And then, you know, you know, you know my ass. I get into, like, not wanting to teach niggas for free. I mean, there's a whole movement of Black women not doing free work because that's all people expect, expect Black women to just labor for free. So I, that's all automatically what my, my mind goes to. I'm not laboring. I'm not teaching emotional wellness. I'm not getting paid to teach. Um, I mean, it's one thing if you're a... <laughs> if you're if you're being patient and like someone else is patient with you, blah blah blah. But I'm just talking like in the dating talking stages. I don't be going that to me. That's that's a red sign. But um, yeah, there's a lot of strength in being vulnerable. No, no. So recently, I was telling Lexi that I think the the labeling, the grouping of like people of color is a bullshit phrase, term, label, whatever. But niggas don't do there when the shit really count. And like, yes, we're all people of color, so like, meaning we're non-white. However, we all go through different issues, obviously, but. To me, the term like people of color signifies this type of unity. And recently I've been in spaces where I don't receive that. 
like I don't really like receive that unity I don't see it um honestly something like I think I read this on in black twitter a while ago but a lot of people will you know dance into tip tap tiptoe up in black culture when it benefits them and like we see this with celebrities the joke is always like when Justin Timberlake shaves his head he's getting ready to do like a soul album or like do something with some black people but we can we can also just look at Miley Cyrus how she's able to just flow back and forth make a hip-hop then like denounce her hip-hop stage and say she was immature and you know hip-hop you know hip-hop whatever just accepts her she want to make another hit again they're all good um so I feel like people just are able to use blackness whenever they want to. And I am in a lot of spaces where I'm the only black person and or a black woman. And so a lot of the times I feel as though I'm the one who has to speak up because I'll be in spaces and with other people of color and they're not speaking up for black people. However, the expectation is that like, oh, you're gonna swoop in and take care of me because we all people of color, right? It's us against them, right? Listen, listen. So that's what I've been like, yeah, really dealing with. And I've been blessed because I have really good friends. I can call up Lexi or my other boo, Christina or Amira, just other strong, beautiful black women who've been able to navigate all different types of paths of life. So it's very important that like I have this circle of people I can go and talk to and vent with or they can vent with me and I'm like damn bitch I'm going through the same shit that's real how do you feel about that like I'm Bob Sullivan the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast and with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name scam was masterfully designed New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, like, I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum because in my industry, I'm very rarely around people of non-color. So it's like, I'm I'm always around black women, basically. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's the career space that I built for myself. And living in Atlanta, like, this is such a black-ass city that it's like, it, you know, it's never more than three feet. I'm never more than three feet away from another black woman. So I don't necessarily experience that, but I do find it weird when I do go outside of, like, my core communities that just the energy is different. You know what I mean? Like, the conversation is different and the expectations are different. Like... I've always agreed with you like that the whole phrasing of people of color in my opinion is bullshit because my thing is this the phrase minorities doesn't apply anymore people of color is such a broad term that it doesn't carry it loses its credibility quickly for me because there are people that are like you know what I mean and I feel like we as a white I feel like even within itself that's a whitewashing term it's PC but it's still whitewashing because I could be 
black you could be african you could be hispanic you could be asian you could be native american there are so many different like and it's still positioning us against whiteness which is still a social construct you know what i'm saying them motherfuckers are are the eighth you know eighth generation ukrainians or whatever like everybody comes from somewhere different this is such a melting pot of a country that our positioning of our cultural experience is is positioned against whiteness so it's like it's either white or you're a person of color no first off i'm alexis second off i am i consider myself black because i don't have any direct ties to any african heritage from my genetics or whatnot so it's like call me exactly what i am because what I'm noticing, and I've had several experiences where I've been in mixed company, and there are people who I consider minorities and whatnot that have been rude as fuck and pissed me off. I'm like, you're not gonna lump us in the same group because I wouldn't fuck with nobody like you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I I remember being drunk in LA on one of my many roller coaster adventures that I'm typically on with one of my best friends, um, Nate. Shout out to Natural Nate. And we at this bar chilling and this gay Mexican man is basically trying to have a conversation about the word nigger with me. And I'm like, one, this ain't bar talk. Two, you are not the experience that darker skinned Mexicans and darker skinned Hispanics is real. But what you are not going to do is assume that because you have been positioned near it from another perspective, that is identical to what the Ameri- that to what Black Americans have gone through. And I told him, I was like, listen, you're dealing with tired legs. You're not dealing with the typical energetic militant um, Black Panther Lexi. She's sleepy. But um, you only got one more time to say nigga in front of me before I smash my drink over your head. And I felt like that was me being vulnerable with them. Like, one, typically I would have cussed you out already. Two, I still have enough energy left to fuck you up. I'm just giving you an opportunity to save yourself. Comprehension, you know. So it's like I've still been in positions where I've seen people of color, people of different racial perspectives and cultures and ethnicities still shit on black people you know what i'm saying and that's that's the part where i get pissed off because it's like the civil rights movement afforded opportunities for every person of color you know what i'm saying the civil rights movement the black women that were actively a part of the civil rights movement were the same women being drawn towards the women's rights movement you know what i mean it was black transgender women who helped initiate the lgbtq initiatives like there are so many times where black people are the fucking path makers and path- we got a like the spirit of Harriet Tubman is just flowing through this fucking community and it's benefiting everybody else's community. But then y'all looking stupid when we like, nah, we need you to respect us right now too. And they're like, oh no, <laughs> I'm an American now. No bitch, just 20 minutes ago. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't working like that. Right. And just to add to that with the civil rights, uh, and just Brown versus the Board of Education, Black people are fighting to include special needs children. 
So meaning that they would be getting the needs and all the support they needed. Anybody who had to travel far for, um, for school, they would be getting like transportation support. And so I took a diversity class this summer and it was traumatic for me. Like I was in a room full of people of color and nobody was able to speak up for black people. Meaning when the subject of police brutality was brought up, the attitude was mostly the police have a hard time. So I was working through all that summer, you know, trying not to cuss people out while I'm also explaining why black people deserve humanity. Crazy shit really is. Um, but while I sat in that class, I also learned other stuff. Like even just to call people like Asian, like they're Asian is big as fuck. And it's the same thing with black people. Like Lexi mentioned there, I mean, black people are global. We all over this planet. So like, even just to like, oh, it's a black person. Like I, they could be from a whole different motherfucking hemisphere. We got totally different accents, backgrounds. Like you just can't loop us all in. And I know someone right now is like, well, what about white people? Well, you also still benefit from the whiteness, no matter where the you're from. Nope. So you'll be fine. Let me jump in there real quick. Cause this is the shit that pissed me off about white people. And I'm not mad at white people for being white people. I'm mad at the fact that you have allowed a social construct which was initiated by the Bacon's Rebellion during during active slave periods where people who had come to this country were working as indentured servants and were treated like slaves but still still treated better. You still want a nigga, but you won much from a nigga. But that rebellion where it was the immigrants and the um, indentured servants with the slaves fighting against the masters is the moment when they decided we need to call people white or black. Because before that, they were called Africans. They weren't called black slaves. So it's like, I don't think people are educated. I'm, I'm certain people are not educated enough to understand that your whole positioning as a quote unquote white person is an oppressive social construct that you have absorbed to enjoy the privileges of it because there are so many people who are french who are european who are swedish uh, you know i'm not gonna run down this list of white looking countries or you know fair-skinned countries i'm not about to do all of that tonight but my point is that you cannot you are choosing not to identify with your culture because it benefits you to be white now, when you want to spice it up, add some seasoning, and that's when you become, oh, well, you know, my family is French, too, and my family is such and such and such, but you call yourself white. So it's like, until we address that, the social construct of whiteness, everything around it is going to be muddy and dirty because you're positioning it as though the addition of color, the addition of culture, the addition of geographical heritage is somehow... Um, less than perfect than being white it's it's ridiculous and how race rules everything around us like mm -hmm. anti-blackness is global i've been in paris and experienced racism i mean and there are so many black people Absolutely. yeah so many black people have to consider one where the fuck they want to go and two like if those people that they will see in that area are going to treat them humanely like we have to be oh, have you been there yes. how, how do they treat the black people like it's a it's a whole thing so like so that's why i just group all the whites together like sure great i'm sure you there's some whatever up in there but um you will still be treated with your white privilege so use that shit 
exactly exactly it's just it's a weird conversation piece because i don't like i was reading this article recently where it was saying black children are educated about race and their positioning within race as young as like i think the article said like three two three four years old where in other races they aren't even receiving these kind of conversations until like 10 11 13 you know what i mean where it's like this is this is what this means you know what I mean so it's like and I'm I'm sure that's not a blanket statement so I don't want to hear nobody report well my mom told me I was white when I was too bitch I don't care that's not what we talking about my point is is that we are groomed to operate within race in a more defensive manner than any other culture is especially for the black community where we are groomed to operate in a defensive manner where we are groomed to worry about like the fact that other countries i remember when other countries were issuing a warning to go to the state of missouri like that's where i'm from so it's like they telling you it's so bad for niggas in missouri that if you go to their country either go above it or below it you know what i'm saying like that's crazy like people are being groomed on how to interact because of of just accepted racism and it, it you don't see any type of justice being served you don't see it being viewed as criminal things like that it's just it's crazy so let me ask you this it have you seen the new tv show um the watchman okay let me tell you how regina king is spinning niggas on their necks so in this new crime show crime superhero show regina king is playing a superhero named sister knight and it's on where basically white supremacy based upon the tulsa oklahoma um black wall street bombings and massacre genocide you insert whatever horrible words you'd like to in there and um Girl, she is beating white supremacist ass every episode. She's snatching them by her neck. They are being kicked around. She's punching and kicking. Like, it's just, it's for me, my mind is blown because I don't think I've ever seen a superhero context like that or one that benefits black people or one that creates a representation that we deserve justice against white supremacy. And it's terrorism. And it's crazy. Like, it's really just, it's really crazy out here. Yes. I I did enjoy Django. Because I won't watch, like, movies anymore. I feel really bad because they just released this Harriet Tubman movie. And y'all know how much I love Harriet Tubman. That was my that was my auntie. Like if I could go and spend the night at anybody's house, I would have preferred to be like Harriet Tubman. But like you were saying with Django, like I love how we're reimagining and recreating how white supremacy should be addressed, as opposed to how it actually is being addressed. <laughs> right, meaning that it is not. Apparently, you know what? Um, what's her name? But this famous white lady actress, she just released this Netflix show called basically addressing her white privilege. I'm about to look it up right now. Um, 
And so I'd heard about it and I was like, oh, okay, well, that's going to be interesting. And then I chatted with one of my homegirls and she said, that's so pissed her the fuck off. <laughs> so y'all going to have to let me know what you think. Um, oh, it's Chelsea, Chelsea Handler. Yeah. You know, Chelsea Handler been like advocating for a minute though. She has been advocating, so which is why I was very interested to watch it. Um, so I just need to watch it and create my own opinion. But y'all gonna have to write in and let us know what you think. I agree. I agree. You definitely need to let us know what you think because I know I ain't the only person experiencing it. I know Sid ain't. Um, and you just gotta be aware of shit. Definitely. Right like not every moment is going to be a teaching moment because I feel like as soon as I leave the house it's always my fucking teaching moment but in those spaces where you can't address things I would encourage you to do so for me like when I express myself honestly it's been rewarding so I encourage others to do so I encourage people to honor themselves and to really take each moment for what it is because you're not going to win all of the battles I've been in situations where me being a black woman and acknowledging I was a black woman whatever whatever and standing up for myself and my community backfired and that's okay it didn't kill me but it's okay Um, and we've had this conversation on our show before where it's like you know when it's a teachable moment by the intentions and the energy and the conversation of the person that you're with. I know when I'm in mixed company and I'm with like whiter friends and things like that, there are people that I could break. Like for one, I'm not surrounding myself purposely with anybody that I know I ain't, ain't respecting my culture. But there are people who, of course, I enjoy their energy and we're from different races, whatnot. In those moments, I get to decide like, do I feel like breaking down why black women think it's trashy that other women of different races wear box braids? Sometimes I feel like it. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes seeing her scalp flare up and dry up and flake up because that hairstyle isn't good for her hair is retribution enough. You know what I'm saying? And then there are other times where it's like, no, bitch, the reason why this is an issue is because black women had to legally fight to be to look like themselves without chemicals in a professional environment so no you don't get to wear box braids because you're lazy you need to get up and do your hair you literally can let your hair dry and the funny thing about the box braids is like there's their scout not only isn't meant for it it isn't used to it and you're going from zero to a hundred real ass quick like that type of intensity and like I'm a, I'm a little black girl. Like, I've had braids my whole life. And, like, once I combed out my first set of locks and in the second pair of locks, I was getting braids. And even that, I had to, re- like, my scalp got re-familiarized with even the tightness of braids. But, you know, muscle memory. But if you've never had that before, because it's one thing to just get some, like, little cornrows, but it's a whole other thing to have to sit there and somebody go in and braid that like to get a whole ass head of box braids like our scalps aren't built the same way and so honestly like they 
I feel a lot of people take them down recent. Like they'll get them and they'll take them down within like two or three weeks. And the point of getting braids is to have them long term, at least for like six weeks. That's like the standard. Okay, 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 okay. So as a hairstylist, so many violations. Um, <laughs> so many violations. I cannot stand behind anybody wearing their hair and not cleansing their scalp for more than three weeks. That's just by law I have to say that secondly genetically we all produce oil at a different rate and a different level of distribution right next our scalps our follicle buds regardless of our because we have in our we're creating so many new um like like our texture of our hair is changing because of how we're repopulating the earth for lack of a better phrase you know what i mean like the more we have biracial children the more different textures we're gonna see because of genetic variances i'm getting very scientific don't want to go all the way there (laughs) meanwhile our oil distribution is based upon the way our follicles are shaped so if your follicles aren't shaped to produce curl it's going to produce oil differently as well so them just wearing box braids knowing that they don't have the curl pattern to match it is damaging their scalps is damaging their follicles is damaging their oil production is damaging a lot of different things and so it's like like i said like sometimes i just like to sit back and watch their hair just crumble to shit and i think it's funny and i laugh openly and then there are times where it's like come here girl let me talk to you because like um this isn't professionally i'm letting you know this is the safe thing for you that's a good and culturally that's not look good on you anyway that's a good difference to spot like you gotta know when to pick the battle not everything is going to be a teaching moment and that would be exhausting as fuck you're not getting paid to teach again i do not want black women doing free labor but when those moments, like Lexi said, you got to pull them to the side. Professionally, coast with it up. Do what you got to do. You know, and you not, like I said, pick your people. You don't have to fight every battle. Sometimes you just, you know, need to let shit just burn the way it needs to burn. And sometimes you feel compelled to have that conversation. You'll know when. Like, for instance, I had to have a conversation with one of the programs that I'm in right now. And... Like I'm, I, I literally counted the amount of times I was overlooked and I counted the amount of times that the other students were not being overlooked. And I had to put my instructor to the side. And, and me, when I pulled them to the side, I let them know my discrepancy. And the first thing was, I'm so sorry. It wasn't this. It wasn't, and I, I, I said, I was like, hey, I don't believe that this is malicious intent. That's why I'm bringing it to your attention like this. If I thought it was a real issue, it would be in a formal email with your manager, CC. I know how to address shit when people ain't about to listen you know what i'm saying so it's like sis be ready for everything but i don't want people to feel like they just gotta always as black women girl be carefree you ain't gotta wear the burden of the community on your shoulders harriet did it for us you only just gotta you know niche specific you know pick the topic you want down the hill for and then you know carry that and you don't feel like you want to walk up that hill and die okay cool stay where you at and you know what this reminds me of 
two things that one tweet that says i wish i could just call in black for the day because like the world is exhausting can i just call work and be like sorry the weight of the world is too much on my blackness can i just and then also back to season one with the microaggression punch cards i would have been able to like cash that thing in like three four hundred times okay but it's cool (sighs) i get it off my chest when I can, when it's appropriate, and when I code switch appropriately in the right settings. And don't code switch right. appropriately in the right settings. But shout out to the ancestors, because they really did pave the way. Like, they did so much for us. Like Lexi mentioned, they, they fought. They fought for us. They was riding around with fried chicken in the car. Like, they, they did everything. Yeah. They did so much for us and paved the way. So, like, I hate when people say that, oh, the black millennials aren't thankful or aren't blah, blah, blah. Or even when dumbass black millennials will say, man, I couldn't have been a slave. Like, nigga, shut the fuck up. You're right. Harriet would have left you. You you was right. You would have been a slave that got shot. Or you would have been one of them real excited slaves like Samuel L. Jackson's character off of Django that was excited to have Massa and all of that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I get some people don't always want to have to wear the black badge. Unfortunately, baby girl, your skin is the badge. I know you just want to be a regular American and watch, you know what I'm saying? Watch Lifetime movies on Saturdays after soccer practice or what the fuck ever. But... You get to decide where you want to stand and what you want to do. But trust and believe there was people fighting against the ending of slavery just as much there were people fighting for the ending of slavery. You pick who you going to look like, who your ancestors are. Man, I just... So when I was in Georgia, like when I came home about, I guess two years ago, Christina was with me and it was like one of her first few times and she was like, yo, let's go to a plantation. I was like, huh, all right sure whatever let's go to a plantation and we went to two the first one was like closed but they let us like walk around the rage i experienced i wanted to burn it all down like something just overcame me i never felt like a rage i mean like actually i felt like a rage one time i was driving but i felt like a just i just felt hot all of a sudden but spiritually she had every right to it, and you know what? So then we go to the second plantation. And do you know them bitches that's charging to get in? And not only that, they had, like, they sold jams and pecans. No, I didn't buy any. But they, they also hosted, like, community classes. And I also wanted to just burn it down, what I did. And they gave us a tour of, like, the inside. It was some crazy wild shit, but... um it still that it still impacts us the motherfucking day. Let me be clear. I am if you ever want to take a field trip with me, I am 100% not allowed to go to a plantation. I'm not. I don't even like to drive past houses that have like long white columns on over them or really big porches. Like all that shit pisses me off. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I ain't no motherfucking way. Like, apartment, like, when I move, because, okay. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. 
I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Obviously, I'm from Missouri. I said that already. When I moved to Georgia and I saw that there are comp- apartment complex like Colonial Plantation... I wanted to burn that shit down, so I knew I would have burned everything. The spirit of Lisa Lopez would have flown right through me, and I would have had to burn that shit down. I know it. I know it. These are things you got to know yourself. I'm vulnerable with myself enough to know that I don't have enough social skills or grace to not want to not want to do stuff like that. So, like, shout out to the answers the ancestors because they really would pave the way so many different things the recipes they did what they had to do to get by in that motherfucking time internally grateful listen internally grateful and you know what I'm always grateful for my ancestors like every day and I want us to like kind of fuck with that for a second like Genetically, we may not be related to the ancestors that impacted us the most, but they did that shit still for you. So if ever you feel like, ain't nobody looking out for me, ain't nobody this, no, no. No, you may not have workers and people volunteering to do menial tasks with you, but there are people who have lived their lives and endured hardships and trials and have been the first of, of whatever, or the first black girls to walk into schools or the first women to work at NASA or the first black women to do all of the many things that the first black women have already done. They did that shit. So when I said, I want to start a business, I could do it without fear. Like I know if one person could do it, two people could do it. So my 90 millionth ass, I know I definitely can. You know what I'm saying? Let that encourage you. And especially for like transplants and people who aren't close with their family or you know just genuinely feel more independent than they want to be those ancestors may not be your genetic family members but they did it for your benefit they still loved you enough and loved this world enough and loved our culture enough to do the things that they did so you can do the things that you want and I know like through my transition recently because when I tell you I'm a melting fucking butterfly right now I am a gooey ass cocoon of a butterfly but in this space I'm really paying attention to who actually is looked out for me and how and it brings me to tears sometimes to realize like there are so many dope women who I'm not related to that I have no genetics with that go so fucking hard for me and that value me and pump me up and think I'm this whatever the fuck they telling other people because anyway but it's like never forget you are never alone never forget that you are not the only one never forget never just absorb that negativity that you're isolated because there are people who have had to endure death in order for you to try so shout out to our ancestors i'm hella grateful for my i personally feel like my angelou 
Harriet Tubman, but there's so many black women that I feel spiritually and emotionally connected to that aren't my family. And I, the fact that they exist gives me more, like that. that's all that motivation I can, I have or that I need some days to keep going. So count the right people in. Man, shout out to black women, for real, for real. Like, just the pioneers of fucking Like, uh, two of my really good girlfriends I connected with um, on black Twitter. I met them in Oakland. And, yeah, they're just two dope-ass women. And one of them, shout out to Nana Chisara. She does a lot of... Um, a lot of, like, work in D.C., organizing, protesting... Um, she's a whole ass lawyer, like poet, like everything. So she's a hella dope. Uh, but she had this black girl brunch when maybe like my first year of me being in the Bay and it was so dope. I showed up and with me and one of my other girlfriends and there were 30 black girls there. It was hot. (laughs) It was also in San Jose. So it was just hot as hell, but we were drinking, we played games, and Nana asked all of us to go around, introduce ourselves, and tell a story about our grandmas. And it was actually really powerful just to see like everyone's different story, see the similarities. Um, and that's one thing I truly miss about Oakland was the community of black women that I built or that I was embraced into. I'd say that. I feel like it was always there. I just kind of walk through I love the black girl community like like I said I'm kind of in an isolated little utopia being a hairstylist because I get to see so many powerful adult black women every day that is just like I love black women energy don't nobody do that shit how we do that shit ain't nobody else walking in the salon with 4C, 5R hair and walking out bundles later. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can do any hairstyle I want to. I can I can do anything I put my mind to. I can overcome anything that's troubling me. I can do any, like, the tenacity within black women. Just, girl, it just, it just, it, I am just over the moon, bitch. I just love it. When I hear my black clients come in and they finishing up degrees and they are starting new jobs and they're creating new jobs or they're starting families or they traveling. Girl, my client just came back from um, Egypt and Abu Dhabi and just all over Dubai and just all over these, like these grand things with their lives. And they single as black women. Amazing, amazing, beautiful black women. Girl, five grandmamas before this was slaves and bitch, you out in Abu Dhabi balling out, like that's motherfucking progress you know what I'm saying like bitch you can't tell me about progress and you know what I'm saying like the way I see it in my community it like I love it like it it literally re-energizes me every chance I, I come in contact with it right and I'm just so thankful and like I mentioned a lot of my time and space I'm the only black woman in these places and so on the weekends I'm I'm in school and I just be so zapped when I need, like when I'm so zapped of being the only black person, I need other black women. Like all like, like now I've been like texting, like my girlfriend's like, Hey, what you doing? Like, we got to go do something. Like, I'm just exhausted. I'm, I'm tired of being the only black person in space. I need to go just, bitch, let's go do something. Let's go. Let's do something. Like, and that honestly, Listen. 
we gotta get together and recharge our energy like for real you really have to get together and recharge that black girl energy like that's why i go to the strip club you know what i'm saying like that's that's why I go to the strip club because that's the place where you seeing black women just getting that bread like bitch I got this body I got this mind I'm gonna get this money and when the sun come up I'm making moves and I just giggle and throw cash at them you know what I'm saying like oh my god like you know what I'm saying like they really out here getting it how they live however and it's just black women ain't gotta do nothing but breathe for me to feel re-energized Cindy breathe I already feel better but for real, like black women, they just, they recharge me. And I always feel as though like, all right, well, once I get this degree, I'm gonna be up about this bitch headed back to Atlanta. Cause I just, I, I'm i tired of being like in spaces where I have to go retreat, you know? Like what the fuck? I gotta go retreat. Mm-hmm. Just living in a space where they're just black women. And I'm not saying that adding black people to the equation like fixes everything. But what I am saying is I don't have to explain humanity. And I don't have to explain why black people need humanity and why that should be extended to us. Two people of color who work in jobs, employments, where they work with other people. Like, it's ex- it's motherfucking yeah. exhausting, y'all. So I always feel like, yeah, I'm just going to get this degree, head back to Atlanta so I can be back in Black Hollywood um, and just thrive. But I do like the water here. But, bitch, I don't even go to the water. Shit's still on fire. <laughs> that, oh, and no. I, I hope everybody is safe. That is not a. a I hope everyone's safe from the fire because that's is real. But this shit, George is not on fire. But shit, I mean, listen, it's it ain't nothing like being in your community. It ain't nothing like being around like-minded individuals. I think that's what pushed us to make this podcast so hard was because we wanted to create safer spaces for women who identify like we do you know what i'm saying like we need another show about how to be a wife or how to catch a man or how to think like a man or how to like do everything else except for be a black fucking woman like so yes this is what you need this is that space where you get to be like i'm so tired of whatever it is of dot 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 all answers welcome you know what i'm saying like you need that refreshment. And I tell you what, ain't nothing in the world more refreshing than an old black woman calling you baby while she giving you a dessert. I'm sorry, nothing feels that. Nothing feels that good. Nothing feels better than a big hug from a black woman. I cry every time I, like one of my older lady clients hugs me because I'm just like, oh, this feels so wonderful. Because I'm not, I'm not a, I'm nowhere near any of my grandmothers. We don't have that kind of relationship. So like that black woman, come here, baby girl. Oh, come here, sugar. Come here, baby. Come here, honey. Oh, come here. Oh, or whatever, however, however they choose to dote over me. I live for that shit. It's an amazing feeling. So again, shout out to black women. think my birthday slash end of the semester gift for myself is going to be a one-day ticket to roll them out I'm trying to go see Megan Thee Stallion to see if she's real or not because at this point I feel like she's make-believe listen I just 
Like between her like between Rihanna's album and Meg Thee Stallion concerts, I just don't know what's real and what's not. I just don't know. I don't fucking know anymore and I'm kind of over it. Um it like I just feel like Rihanna's leading me on. Bitch, if we not together. It's all a motherfucking lie. That's what it feels like. I feel like everybody is lying to me. And that's so rude because I really don't like when people lie. I'm buying all this makeup and yet I still look like a clown for believing you. So, like, as you guys already know at this point, like, I'm a super huge, like, TV movie fan. And it's not because of I'm bored, but it's because I love the way characters and stories and stuff are written and transferred from your imagination to a fucking television screen like i remember getting so mad at aquaman because i was like this movie looks like so watery and blurry and i was like bitch they don't have you can't actually film a movie underwater like they had to figure out how to make a movie underwater and that's like the the fact that it was like i'm annoyed because it wasn't underwater enough but it's like bitch that's not real you know what i'm saying but like i love the ideas and the concepts and the work and creativity and art of production in the entertainment industry but since i'm like just dick riding black women tonight and gratefully um i just want i came up with my list of my favorite list of black women and why i love them so much and it's because like no matter what role specific people are playing they still have this air about this is the type of character that i am so check this list out there are just so many different types of black women we love and it's dope as fuck to see black actresses getting their motherfucking shine finally like they mm-hmm. so like i appreciate being able to see all these different black women all these different hues i just recently watched this video uh of the director of girlfriends and she was saying how she had to really fight for to have tony to have a to have a dark a dark black women on the show at first they're like no why don't we you know, go, go with someone lighter and she's like no we're not gonna have a show about black women and not have like a dark consistent there the show cannot touch living single period and i wasn't even gonna argue that that is the truth fact of the matter fight me in the parking lot but what I do appreciate, especially about Tony, despite the fact that I hate, because I watched it. Don't get me wrong, I just I mean, didn't think some episodes or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it can tempt or whatever. Right, I have no choice. What else was I supposed to watch? Real World, and I watched that too. But anyway, um, what I loved about the fact that that show is that Tony was the most uppity character on the show. Like, if anybody displayed privilege on that show, I love that they positioned the darkest woman on the show to be that kind of bougie, uppity, um, whatever that, whatever character she played. I think that's so dope because they don't offer that opportunity to black women across the board. Right? Dark skin and I'm stuck up. That's JT. <laughs> But like for real, for real, I love I love seeing that. And I used to tell my little cousin, like, man, my my husband's gonna be so dark. He's gonna be as dark as this. He's gonna be as dark as this. Okay, I I wish you all the black babies in the world, girl. I hope you just catch all that nut, girl. Um. (laughs) 
so um because i appreciate the representation of tony we act like all black women are struggling that's a fucking lie there are a lot of black women with more privilege than some white people and when you put a super privileged black woman up against a poor anything them motherfuckers it makes them feel incredibly uncomfortable <laughs> like how dare you how dare you foxtrot through harvard you know on the weekends in elementary school or whatever the fuck i don't know i'm spinning it out here but it's like the fact that people who have those experiences like i think within the community we don't know how to handle it and i think outside of the community we don't know how to handle it as well because it's not what we expect it's not the imposition that society has created for us so i think it's really dope that girlfriends challenge that so i made a personal list of all of my favorite black women currently it's not a complete list it's ever growing we're going to revisit this conversation um 100 times um, we can. facts end of the conversation <laughs> so who do you have on your list Lexi okay so my, of course Regina King is at the top of my list right now because of the Watchmen and so like I was looking at patterns I'm always looking at patterns and I'm like Every fucking role Regina King has played has been some boss ass black as fuck black woman from getting box braids during the whole movie of Friday. Like she spent all of Friday with half her hair done. <laughs> That's real as fuck. I love that. Which is as huh? real as you can be, to be honest. Like very intimate Listen, of the black world. She spent the whole motherfucking movie with half a head full of box braids, and that's how she kicked her career off. She played a, a ass whooping ass cop in Miss Congeniality, and I love that no matter what role or who she's positioned next to, she is black as fuck in all of them. She is a black woman, no matter what. She uses whatever dialect she wants to. She's not uppity, any of that. Like she black as fuck, and like I said, she is kicking major ass in Watchmen right now, and not only is she kicking ass she fucking a fine ass black man on screen which is goals enough you got two white kids like her kids on the show are some poor white man's kids and she has kept them for herself and that just tickles me bitch i'm there i am sent over the moon girl i'm spent again um but even still she was like the voice of both of the black kids on the boondocks so she was talking about black power education and enlightenment and yelling out nigga you gay and rap lyrics on the same show at the same time which one of you bitches is doing that duality you know what i'm saying like which i need an answer i need a very clear answer which one of you bitches is doing that sid do you hear crickets it's not i said it's not i said the cat so I fucking love her. My next favorite black woman is Viola Davis and her her Harriet Tubman walk. Girl, she knows she will. She got a hard ass walk and I love it. She plays the strong black woman. So tough, so dominant. And no matter whatever she's doing, like I don't care what she's doing. And I just think that's so dope for her. Like. I love that she is the main character of a crazy ass 
double plot murder mystery where everyone thinks she's the fucking murderer but meanwhile she's the savior mm, ain't that just like a black woman wearing the white hat and you know what shout out to Shonda Rhimes real quick like I know she refuses to have a same race couple but she has given us some amazing TV shows like Black Twist bitch ain't never listen we can talk about Grey's Anatomy we can talk about Scandal they all the black women and the black men refuse to have sex I don't know what that's about um but hold on (laughs) we gotta add in here I do appreciate Chandra I think She's done a lot for everybody. And I love that she's given a voice and showed us different hues. I love it. I love to see strong black women and I love to see the depth of strong black women. How much I love how well she shows. I love how she's able to translate how difficult it is to maintain a black the black woman struggle role especially with her role on how to get away with murder because not only is she actually the savior on the show not only is she the only real victim on the show because let's be clear they they killed her husband because he cheated on her and this is for the people who haven't caught up on the recent episodes because honey the plot is twisting but um and the fact that it takes a physical and emotional toll on you this girl has done everything on that show to keep them people alive but this is a real life my next favorite person is Carrie Washington and that's because she gives me perfect privileged black black woman she does she transitions that role of I was a ballerina I'm well groomed I know what to say I know how to use my dominance in a way with to accumulate power I fuck all the white men um give me that white penis <laughs> give it here. White- white penises i tweeted that before ha! you did you tweeted white penises sydney no white hats and white penises hashtag scandal <laughs> <laughs> sydney has been on the verge of getting kicked off of twitter for since the very first day she signed up i'm sure but i like i'm you know what but i'm making it work Okay. Listen, did he get to say what he want? Kanye get to say what he want? And motherfucking Trump gets to say what he want. So, honey, you use your ERs, okay? So, Lexi made a point to tell me I wasn't rich enough to just be throwing out the word nigger. Um, so, I'm trying to chill out. Well, one day. Because, listen, I told, like, I feel like I said this before, like, Rich people look at stuff that's illegal as, okay, this costs me more to still do it. So it's like, and I'm not saying that a black person saying nigger with the ER is illegal, but somehow the algorithm is yet still set against us. But, um, but yeah, so it's like it's, when they looking at a parking spot and they like, do not park here, it's a $150 fine. That for them is a sales tag. True. Oh, it only cost me $150 to park here. Let's do it. I can still do this. I can still <laughs> do this. So no, baby girl, not yet. That doesn't mean you will not become rich enough to use nigger in public or on the internet. Wait but on as it. of right now, you have goals to work towards. Right. Right. That's it. <laughs> so back to our list. Another favorite yes. is Taji P. Henson. 
obviously obviously because no matter what she play a real ass black woman like we got black as fuck we got privileged as fuck we got strong as fuck but then you got that round away hood real ass black woman and I just I love it I'm really over cookie lion I mean obviously I don't know what juicy Smollett did to fuck that show up but I'm sure he was in the middle of it but um she definitely always plays this real ass roles and it translates so well and I love how it shows the representation of I could curse you out sell drugs go to jail do a bit and still be a dope ass black woman even if none of this shit actually happened so thank you for pretending and to inspire me (laughs) not that I'm looking to do a bit but she makes me feel confident that if I do go to jail for 17 years for moving my baby daddy dope that I could still come out and like own a record label hell yeah and you know who else like Angela Bassett Lynn Whitfield I feel like they are like my snooty aunties yes well yes but yes with Lynn Whitfield Angela Bassett I don't feel like she's snooty. If you have thyroid eye disease and itchy eyes have you itching for a fight, it might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit TreatMyTed.com. That's TreatMyTed.com. At Zenny, we believe everyone deserves access to high-quality, affordable eyewear. That's why we offer stylish prescription glasses for men, women, and kids starting at just $6.95. Our online factory direct model cuts out the metal men, so you save. At Zenny, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenny.com. Eyewear for everyone. I don't know what word I would... I put her as just, like, regal. Like, I would, like... I would want to go over Angela Bassett house, and I would want to go over Felicia Rashad house. Like, they're going to have a good wine and a good decor. And I feel like they're going to have, like, fresh lobster tails no matter when I go over there. Hell yeah. Like, like I feel like they the women that raised Carrie Washington. Exactly. P- yes. And it all makes so much sense. I mean, Lynn Whitfield was so amazing in um, <laughs> the Cinderella for Brandy. Huh? She was so amazing in the Cinderella with Brandy. Who was? Lynn Whitfield. You know, Brandy? I don't remember Lynn Whitfield being in, in the Black Cinderella. I think she was. <gasps> You're right, it was Whitney Houston. Another amazing Black woman to shout out, bitch. What the fuck I need you to never do. I am snatching your black card. It's because oh, you anyone's black card away from me. I had to tell someone that this week. Uh huh. What'd you say? I said you can't snatch anyone's black card away. I had to say that earlier this week. To uh, I'm taking yours. <laughs> I'm definitely me. taking yours for confusing Whitney Houston. Whitney motherfucking impossible Houston with Lynn Whitfield. So it's been a long day. 
say just be subbing in people. Girl, she just be subbing in people. Just put Lynn Winfield in it. She just, that'll work. Go ahead. Bitch, you absolutely. So, for one, I absolutely love Whitney Houston. I had to take off work when she passed because it crushed me. Honey, she is my inspiration and my warning story for doing drugs. And ain't nobody have drugs. Ain't nobody do music like she did music. Is this why you always... Well, you know, we haven't referenced that Coke fried chicken in a minute. We have not. And that was more Bobby Brown than Whitney Houston. So Whitney Houston was raised a lot better than that. They were only buying the drugs. They weren't selling the drugs. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Listen to what I said. Bobby family was selling the drugs. Whitney family was buying the drugs. Okay, Bobby was selling them. Whitney was buying them. So they had different perspectives of it. But no, Whitney Houston 100% got Bobby Brown hooked on shit. Mm. And you know, I never, you know, I never saw her. The um, documentary. I've saw all of the documentaries. The worst one was the Lifetime one. But the best one was the one that came out in movies a few years ago. Like, can I be me or let me be me or some shit. And Whitney definitely was doing drugs way, 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 way before motherfucking Bobby was. I'm sure he was on that shit, but he went on that expensive shit. Oh, that shit is that shit. My heart breaks Outside for Bobby. Outside of the chicken. <laughs> yes. My heart breaks for Bobby Christina. Like, whenever I think about her. Um, yes, I agree. I also feel like if you see it, I'll, I have this rule and it is I have to be, you know, I can't be biased with it. But if you see two other people, like I don't feel bad for the third crackhead. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. I heard you say that before. <laughs> But people's environments like create who you know. So I I, I have the empathy for her because just like she, I was like, she was so young when she passed too. She was like twenty one, twenty two. I think the Lifetime movie is the reason why she passed because that girl was fine up until that movie came out. That's right. Shit. So Lifetime, the blood is on your hands, bitches. Like the Aaliyah movie blood is on your hands the Whitney Houston movie blood is on your hands like yeah all of that okay climbing out of the rabbit hole so just how I said Felicia Rashad raised (laughs) Kerry Washington I feel like Viola Davis raised um, Regina King and Taraji in the hood (laughs) (laughs) don't raise Cynthia Ellis Ross bitch Diana the one and motherfucking only okay the 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 raw honey shout out to aunt ellis aunt tracy ellis because she's truly rich bitch auntie goals um please that's who i aspire to be like let me be rich bitch auntie goals i don't want to be poor bitch auntie goals no more i want to be rich bitch auntie goals just like auntie tracy Yes, and of- like I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like Kerry Washington. I feel like Kerry Washington acts like what Tracy Ellis Ross actually is. 
I can see that. Like Tracy Ellis Ross really is a privileged, rich ass, groomed ass, fox trotting at Harvard ass black woman because of Diana Ross and whomever she had the kid with. But um, so I feel like if anybody acting like Tracy Tracy Ellis is inspiration for other actresses, a hundred percent. And also shout out to Shirley Chisholm, the first black woman to be elected into Congress. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Stacey Abrams, of course, politician, lawyer, and author who served in the Georgia House of Representatives. Um, and dope-ass girl boss, Elaine Marie Wither- Witheroth, who is the CEO of Team Vogue. True. Just some, like... Black women excelling in all areas. We do this shit. Yes, unbought and unbought. Like she been telling y'all, she ain't been bought for a long motherfucking time. Like she wrote the manuscript for that shit. So just you know what? If you a black woman, connect with other dope black women that you know. Their energy is there. Like, and I know we get drained sometimes, feeling like we always gotta be there for other people. But honestly, girl, and it's something I have to pay attention to myself. People need your energy. People need your refreshment. So you are just as valuable. You are somebody else's ancestors. So continue to make your way how you need to make it because it's going to inspire somebody else to make it how they need to. And somebody got to be the first at this shit. But trust me, it we just got to break the ground and keep going from there. So right. I am grateful to be a black woman. And like Dave Chappelle reminded us in that skit of the first black person to ever do something is just always going to be fucked up. And the first <laughs> black person who shit in a white person's bathroom. <laughs> Very immature. Hilarious. Um, I suggest you go check it out. That was funny though. That was fucking funny. Okay, so we always love to shout out ways of keeping yourself focused and supporting your community and and just checking in with yourself. And I'm always looking for like ways of being able to stay connected and refreshed on the go, especially with me being a transplant like you know it's real out here having to do a lot of stuff by yourself with yourself for yourself without support like how people who live around their families would get it that's a real fucking place so i found this app called the um selfish babe selfish babe app and i think it's really really cool because it's just another little app of affirmations but it's built by black women for it to inspire black women and so I love the fact that it um, every day, like either on their social media or through like their like updates and notifications, they send out a really just dope message just to stay, keep your mind just focused on the things that are real. You know what I'm saying? Like we have enough to be distracted by, we got enough to be deterred by, but who is telling you to keep your chin up? 
And since we so in love with our phones, I need our phones to be doing something that's positive for us. You know what I'm saying? So black girls, white girls, whomever girls, go download this app called Selfish Babe app. Check it out. Um, send us a DM. Tell us what you think. If you repost some of their stuff, tag the catnips. Because you heard it here first, bitch. So, um, fuck around with it. What you think about it, Sydney? Don't you have it downloaded too? I did download it. And it's just so important. Like, I always have to remind myself that I need to be tuned back into taking care of myself and how it's not healthy to try to cram, you know, five hours of work in and like two to three. I always have to remind myself of that. And so, I like to read things that tell me to take care of my black ass. Like, I need to be doing that. So, I we all need reminders. So, definitely. We all need reminders. Yes. And I need, like, I need us to establish this narrative where it's popular to be balanced. Like, I've been grinding hard as an entrepreneur, honestly, since I was 18. And none of this shit has been easy. But... When I'm at my best is when I'm the most balanced. And balancing requires me really telling and honoring all of me. Not just the things, not just the output, not just the demands, not just the career goals, not just the relationships, but the me that likes coloring books and watching cartoons sometimes. The me that knows that they need time just to be quiet and sit in like the house and chill with the cats and eat fried chicken sometimes. like there are different parts of you that need love and support and I think we push those things to the side when we feel overwhelmed by external demands and it's like no boo we gotta structure this we gotta balance this we gotta schedule this accordingly like I know for myself like I used to be feel I felt really overwhelmed in some parts of this year because I was trying to accomplish 10 to 15 tasks a day and it was like, and this is all my like things to do each day. It's like, bitch, you really trying to knock out 10 to 50. How the fuck are you going to get all this shit done? And just the anxiety, the pressure of I need to get it done and I got to get it done now made me less efficient and effective when doing it because I wasn't planning it out thoroughly. So I really had to sit down and restructure my schedule to give days and times to different, to the things that counted. You know what I'm saying? And really be like, okay, cool. I can't. I can't do that today. I need to schedule things out and look at my schedule each week and say, okay, cool. Yeah. You will burn out and it's not going to be fun. Like you're going to end up spiraling and something that I'm saying mostly for myself is, um, finding therapy is really important. I know when I was in Oakland, there were like some free places that would do therapy and granted like it's free. So it's not going to be like, you know a deep dive like super deep however they're just really good reflective questions and it's always really nice to go talk to somebody who's not going to be biased because like i mentioned earlier like when you go talk to friends and families and they say something that maybe you're not quite ready and vulnerable to address you may just write it off but from some person who doesn't even know like shit about you just they are able to objectively look at situations so um yeah, I'm gonna look up and see if I can find some free therapy. Um, actually, you know, usually universities, since I'm in school, I bet they offer some. But within your different communities and cities, I would advise just Googling free therapy near me. And I bet you, you find some particular options. 
And if you can afford like the good good and splurge, bitch, look, I'm splurge. But if not, I'm sure there are cheaper options. Listen, you got to do what you got to do. You know what, what your life allows you to do. But our goal, my intention for you, my my prayer for you is to be as balanced as you possibly can be and to find the resources where you are not balanced to to create balance like at the end of the day it's about balance because <laughs> like no money can't you know hold you at night but if you can afford a way to blanket that's a lot better than not you know what i'm saying like and being single you know being in a relationship ain't the best or the worst thing but you gotta figure out what's really going to be beneficial and impactful and developmental for your life and achieve your dreams and goals and shit like that and so in order to do that you're going to always need that constant reminder that constant support system because if we burn if i'm burnt out i know you burnt out i ain't no motherfucking way you know so it's like get what you need figure out how to create those resources i'm tired (laughs) but I'm saying that just because like Lexi is saying having those resources being in a place where you can be vulnerable to know where you need to find resources knowing that you can go ask somebody for resources like all that shit is okay because all those people who know that they had to ask somebody too you're going to be asking for shit for the rest of your life so it's good I told a five-year-old that the other day. <laughs> like, you, you got a long life of asking for things. You raise, raise your hand, boo. <laughs> right. And we, like, that, I think just capitalism, our, our fast-paced society teaches you that you should be able to do everything. You should. You should. You're, it's this imposition of you got to be able to handle everything. And truth of the matter is that's nobody that's anywhere got there without support. So don't be fooled into feeling like you can't ask for help or you can't say like I I need I need what I need when I need it. Like that's a real fucking thing, you know. And if you feel like you're around people who you feel like you can't ask for shit, you can't communicate shit, you can't be vulnerable with, I'ma wrap this up real quick. That motherfucker is not your person. They mm-mm, they not. They're not your people. And people are showing you exactly who they are. It's on you whether you're going to believe in it and continue to attach yourself to it. So now I've given you permission to say fuck them. You reword it however you need however you need to. And then, you know, make decisions that's really going to be beneficial to you. Right? And just like Maya Angelou said, when somebody shows, shows you who they are, believe them. Don't try to make up excuses or fix some shit or justify things with potential. I'm not going to dive into potential, but you know how I feel about it. Um... You gotta see what you you gotta trust what you see, and there's there's that's that that's all it is. That's all it is. That's all it is, and I I get giving people the benefit of the doubt. I'm one of the most dangerously empathetic people I know because I can literally see shit from other people's perspective, like clear as fuck. But at the end of the day, seeing it from their perspective does not absolve them of accountability towards you. So if no matter how much you understand their circumstances, it's their responsibility to be accountable to their interactions with you. And if they not, you're telling them you don't have to be. 
Right. You're telling them, I don't, you don't have to respect me. I'll just figure it out. I can go get some respect from somewhere else. And they're going to continue to be disrespectful to you until you shift the narrative. Until you burn the house down. Listen, Lisa Lopez, I bet you that nigga never acted right. up afterwards. Period. So just being a vulnerable place, a place where you can find some vulnerability. If this is a brand ass new idea, take it easy. It's one step at a time. And we're trying to help you stay booked and balanced. And so speaking of that, booked and balanced, we need to formally invite you to our New Year's Day brunch. It is coming the fuck up because it's going to be New Year's in about 45 more minutes. Um, And I'm sure you've heard us talk about this before, but the brunch is designed to really connect you to all of the things we've been talking about tonight. Like, we want you to connect with the ancestors. We want to connect you with who you are right now, let you be present with yourself and connect you with the new resources that you need in order to achieve your goals. So this brunch is it's an interactive brunch where you will be making vision boards while you eat this amazing food prepared by Chef Desi um, of Desi Date Nights. And while we're eating, like I said, we're going to be making vision boards and just chatting it up, connecting with one another. We're going to be baby girl and sissing and and damn, bitch, I love your vision board. Oh, you cut that picture out extra fire. Like, it's going to be a lot of that going on. It's going to be a lot of um, just encouragement and empowerment. Like, damn, I want to travel too. Damn, I need to get my taxes organized this year too. Damn, I want to start saying. Like, it's going to be a lot of connection where whatever it is that you see for yourself is a resource available to say, okay, cool. So you want to save money. Well, let me introduce you to this financial specialist. And she's going to help you repair your credit. We can work on building your savings account. Whatever your goals are, I want to have somebody available to really just shine and support and empower you. So um, it's January 1st, 2020. I know your ass ain't going to be at work unless you unless you work at the strip club maybe like is that like i don't know i'm pretty sure everybody's gonna be out listen i can go to the strip club as soon as this is over this show up early we'll drop you off like listen i'm gonna be full listen desi don't let nobody not be full you gonna be full fucking with desi but yeah so it's gonna be really dope so it's january 1st 2020 the eventbrite link is active so you can purchase your tickets the cost is 60 dollars, and that includes everything your vision boards your food and even complimentary consultations with um with the resources that we're gonna have for available so check us out it's gonna be at the sexy ass trilogy house shout out to the whole trilogy brand they have been super fucking supportive of the catnips podcast from our launch parties to our new year's day celebrations and everything so we just want you guys to come out have a really good time and spend some time with a real nigga getting your life together because it's looking busy shit go ahead i was gonna say there's so much again power and community like let's come together early in the year decide what the fuck we want 2020 to look like and we're gonna plan and execute we finna just tackle it all. Because this whole booked and busy shit got us drinking way more caffeine than I Bitch. want to. It got me, girl, I ain't, listen, 
I've never been more stimulated in my life than I am right now. And this is not what I think about when I think about the word stimulate. Not how I want to. (laughs) So we're going to be much more intentional next year. So join us at the Book Challenge Brunch. Um, We also have the Devil's Lettuce New Year's Eve Dinner Party. With Chef Desi again whipping it up. Everything whipping it up in the kitchen everything hot wonderful tasty yum in your mouth you're welcome um everything will be cannabis infused we'll have caffeinated beverages we are we'll have a shit ton of games it's gonna be a lot of fun we got on deck so if you're not thinking about what you're doing for new year's eve which is literally like if the new year's day is 45 minutes away new year's eve is like 15 22 it's right. already in the car. Like, it's in the car on the way here. Did you Google Maps it? Because it's... Listen. You, you don't like, have right time. now, right now, New Year's Eve is, like, setting their Pandora station in the car before they drive off. They getting their playlist together. Bitches is buying their outfit now for New Year's Eve. So, are you... If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. If you stay ready... And that's invitation only. So DM us if you're trying to get in. Because not everybody can get in. Meow. Meow. So you can find us always. Always, always, always. Listen to seasons one, two, and motherfucking three of the Catnips podcast on all of the streaming networks, girl, from Google Play to to Apple Podcasts, to Spotify, to iHeartRadio, to Stitcher, to SoundCloud. And in in, in, in any time, in any time, let's say you don't have that the phone, you want a computer, you can listen to us on catnipspodcast.com with the Z as in. Fuck with us on the gram. Yep, continue to send us all the cat videos. Y'all, so y'all, y'all be wildin', but you know, it's all good because we be wildin' too. <laughs> Continue to watch our stories, The Catnips, on IG, Facebook. Fuck with us. There it is. Well, we will see you next week. Let us know if you need anything. Hit us up in our DMs. And we are out, bitch. Mm-hmm. Kelly's out. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. What you doing? Trying on glasses with Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Wait, are those the actual prices? I say get all of them. Seriously, why not, right? Oh, now I want new glasses. Zenni.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95.